I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. Today, I'm joined by artist Anne Howe. Anne is an oil, encaustic, and collage artist based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you. So one of the things that we like to do to sort of ground our audience in what you're about is, can you tell us a little bit about a project uh, that you may be working on? I understand you've got an exhibition coming up. Yes, I do. And so I've been doing all of this in, in caustic. I decided I would just have one kind, one medium for the show, and so it's in caustic. And I've got some pieces that I already have, old pieces, but I've got some new ones too. Well, excellent. So one of the first questions we ask each of the artists, Anne, is what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? My first memory is when I had a teacher in third grade who had had some kind of art training in uh, when she was in teacher's college. So she had us doing some kinds of drawings and other things in class, and that's my first memory. Excellent. So about third grade. You're currently working in oils, encaustic, and collage. It's an interesting mix of media. What brought you to those media and and keeps you wanting to work with them? Well, when I first started having any kind of uh, serious attention to trying to learn to paint, I started with watercolor, and my sister-in-law is a trained artist, and so one summer she took some of us on a field trip once a week, and we painted with watercolor. But it turns out that's a very difficult medium to work with. So as time went on, then I didn't really do any artwork, so after a while I went to a class. We lived in a town that had a teacher's college, so I took a class over there in painting and did oils. And I found out that for me that was easier to work with. So I did that and then went along for a few more years. I took another class when I could. I was in some place I could. I took a class. And I got mainly was dealing in painting and oils. But then about, I don't know, 10 years ago, when I had, by this time, I had become more serious and really working harder at my work. I went to a, a workshop on a wax. I thought it was going to be cold wax that you add to your oil painting. But when I got there, it turned out to be hot wax, which is hot beeswax, really. That's encaustic. And I liked it so much that I decided to do that, too. And instead of trying to make a brand for myself and paint just this way and just that way, it, it's more interesting to me to change from one medium to another. And so that's why that I've been working in encaustic, but I also still work in uh, oil. And when I get tired of those, I try to lodge with papers, the, the Japanese papers that are really, really beautiful and interesting, are fun to work with. So that's how I do those three things. Well, excellent, excellent. Is there a particular sort of subject that draws you to one medium over another? Yes, definitely, as far as encaustic is concerned. What draws me to encaustic is that the 
the wax flows. You put it on the board, and then you heat it with a, a heat gun, and the, the wax flows. And so that has made me like to do sky and water, do clouds and water. And so most of what I've done is things in the, like the moon, because I really love the full moon. Mm -hmm. So I make clouds with the moon and with the water. When you heat the wax and it flows, it gets a, an effect that you, I don't think you can really get with the other medium. So that's why I really like doing that. And as for the, with the oil, I've done a lot of still life, which is more easier, really, because I can only do things if I can see. Mostly, I need to see something. I'll have a good idea in my mind, in a way. So I've done still life and also landscape. I'm not very good at doing people. I can relate to that uh, with my photography. People will ask me to, oh, do you do portraiture and come take, you know, I'm like, no, I don't do people. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it's it's a different thing. You're, you you really have to sort of engage beyond the front of the person and, right. and kind of get to their essence. You do, you do. Yeah, right. and that, that, that's a, that's a different skill. You can't just do what you see. Yeah. Just right on the surface. You've yeah. got to get inside somehow. Yeah. It to make it, it. Well, I mean, you know, you can draw some people. Yeah. But to make it real, or to make it interesting, to make it good, you've got to somehow get beyond what you just see. Indeed, indeed. So what inspires your art? Where does it come from for you? So I, usually it's, I see things that make me I think I'd like to paint that. That's really the main thing. And I'm not good, nothing much comes out of my head. Now some people just, everything comes out of their head, abstract artists. But it doesn't, I, I'm not very good at that. Not much comes out of my head unless I've already seen it or know about it. I mean, landscapes, like I grew up in the country and so. I can remember things that I saw, but just have some pop out of my head when I wake up in the morning, that just doesn't happen to me. So do you do most of your painting from a, a photograph, or do you do a plein air or both? Both, yeah, but better plein air than a photograph, but, but I do use photographs, yes. What is it about the plein air process that, that you really like? Well, for one thing, it's more challenging because when you are in plein air, you've got the whole world in front of you and you've got to pick out some part of it that is going to make a good painting. And it was the same thing. Actually, if you a, a photograph, well, it depends. You have a photograph of one little specific thing that's different, like a piece of fruit or something. But a larger photograph, you also have to look at it and decide what about it of what part of it would make a good painting or what you have to leave out to make a good painting. Exactly. I mean, that's how I look at my photography. It's all about what I'm leaving out that makes the image. Um, I've often described photography as it's not like painting where you're adding things to the canvas. It's more like sculpting. You're chipping things away and you're taking the things away that don't belong there. I understand that. And I was just reading something about Vermeer and about his paintings and that is a big show somewhere in the world. 
and they just talked about his background and how he took took away he, as he moved on. Yeah. Um, so we're really figuring out what needs to be there to tell the story is, yes. is key. Yes. Well, you've had uh, some experience in life for sure. So what advice would you give to an artist just starting out? I would say decide if you really want to devote yourself to it. How much do you, do you want to have it as a hobby and something that you really enjoy doing, but you're not really putting your whole life into it? I think that's a decision people need to make. And also there's a question of having a brand. People, if you can sell your work better and you get more attention, I think, if you have a certain thing that people recognize when they see it, when they see a painting or a photograph, I'm sure, then they can recognize the person. And I think that that makes your career more successful. But it may not make it as interesting to be able to move about from one thing to another. And so that's one piece of advice I would give. And the other one is, in general, just enjoy what you're doing. Paint things that you like to paint. Unless you really have to make a living out of it, which is practically impossible. And But it, otherwise, try to enjoy what you're doing. Do paint what you like to paint. Some sound advice. Absolutely. One of the other fun things I, uh, I've had with this podcast is I ask each artist, you know, what other artist or artist should we go check out? So my audience, um, you know, is always interested in who else is out there. So what artists would you recommend that we go check out? You mean people right now? It could be anything from old masters to somebody you just met um, or just started to learn about. Just somebody that you think that is some art that we should go look at. Well, I tell you, I just ran in, happened to be in the gallery of a local artist named Paris Alexander, who's a sculptor. And he, and very interesting to me, he had a sculpture right out in, just outside of our gallery. It was a female form, but it was very abstract, I thought. I hardly even recognized it was a female form. But it became very controversial because people in some of the churches didn't want their children to see it. So he had to remove it. But Paris Alexander has big pieces in different places that you around the state, but also in Raleigh. That's one person I would say, his sculpture. They're big ones that sit in front of buildings. Mm. Now, let's see who else around here would I say. Well, I think the people in that gallery, I they have some very good artists in that gallery. Uh, Diane Corden is one who's been there for a long time. And Sonia Kane also. Pruneau is another artist. What's her first name? Anyway, that I think is, is has very innocent work here. Uh, Nancy Taylor. I went to an exhibit of her work. There used to be many artists there and they still are in art space. But now that has had a turnover in the new ones, and I really don't know who's down there now. Excellent. Well, thank you for those recommendations. And with that, we are 
to the end of our time on this podcast. I want to make sure that folks know where they can find your work. As we said at the top of the show, you've got an exhibition coming up at the Cary Gallery of Artists. That's right. Uh, it opens on uh, final Friday of February here. That's, I think, February 24th. Yeah. And uh, we will make sure that uh, there are links in the show notes so people know where to come and find that work and see it. Because it is just quite remarkable, uh, especially uh, given the, the history that, that you bring to it. So thank you for being on the show, well, that's Anne. very nice. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's good. All right, and that concludes another episode of the Artist Spotlight. Join us again next time for another discussion with a contemporary artist. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at shipfrointphoto.com slash blog, and you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.